0: You're listening to a message from Redemption Community Church, a life-giving church in Westchester County, New York. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or follow our messages online at redemptioncommunitychurch.org. Thanks for listening and enjoy the message. Uh, Well, tomorrow, as you heard Jay say, we're going to be kicking off our 21 days of uh, prayer. And it's just a way for us as a church to encourage one another to develop more of a habit of prayer in our lives. And so, you know, my wife and I are talking about how we're going to do that, how we're going to do that with our kids. So I'm super excited for what God has in store for you as you step out in faith and you pray in greater ways over these next 21 days. Well, speaking of prayer, have you ever heard this prayer? Now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. If I should die before I wake, who can finish it? Pray the Lord my soul to take. Yeah. Uh, It's a classic bedtime prayer typically. And, you know, that's something that my mom prayed with me when she would tuck me in at night when I was a kid. I knew the words by heart. And, you know, it's interesting if you actually think about that prayer, what six-year-old is thinking about dying, (laughs) right? If I should die before I wake, oh boy. Well, uh, that was one of the prayers that I prayed as a kid. I really basically prayed three different types of prayers. One was the bedtime prayer. One was the standard prayer that we would pray every night as a family at our meal. And then the third was the salvation power prayer that I would repeat again and again. Typically, what I would do is if I had a bad thought or I did something bad, I would... S- Put my faith and trusted Jesus again, just in case. <laughs> I didn't want to die in my sleep and not have prayed that prayer. I wanted to be, I wanted to be safe. And you know, one of the things uh, that's interesting about me, I was growing up in the church, but for the most part, my prayers were pretty lame. My prayers were pretty much very self-centered. They were bland. They were routine and safe. And, you know, even though there's a place for praying for God's protection, most of the time our prayers are uh, praying for things that are too way too safe. Following Jesus, listen to me, friends, following Jesus was never meant to be safe. And what what do we typically pray for? Well, we typically uh, pray for things like this. God bless us. God. Keep us safe. God help me to get the best parking spot at the mall when I arrive there, right? And and so the, the reason that we're doing this series, dangerous prayers, is because we all could benefit from growing in our prayers to moving away from simple prayers, safe prayers, to dangerous prayers. And you know, I believe that one of the best things that you can do for your prayer life is is do anything but pray safe prayers. But to pray dangerous prayers that move you out of your comfort zone, uh, but also give you the potential to change your life. Last week, Pastor Jeremy challenged you with a dangerous prayer. Uh, He asked you to pray, God, search me, right? God, search me. How did it go this past week? Uh, And today, I want us to take another look at another dangerous prayer, a prayer that a young boy prayed in the Old Testament. And we find it, we find this young boy in 1 Samuel Chapter 3. Before we read the passage, I want to just give you some context about what's going on here. Uh, Samuel was a little boy who prayed a prayer. He was around 11 or 12 years old, and you could just imagine this fourth or fifth grade boy praying a prayer. A little Samuel, he worked for the priest at the temple. The priest's name was Eli. And uh, so One of the things that was going on is Eli and his family were not honoring the Lord. They were not honoring the Lord, and God was going to judge them. So one day, this little fifth grader went to bed, and as he was laying there in bed, he heard this voice that said, Samuel. And so he dashed into the room where Eli was, and he said, Eli, did you call me? And Eli said, what? No, I didn't call you. Go back to bed. Samuel hears the voice for a second time, "'Samuel.'" So he dashes into the room where Eli is, and he's like, "'Eli, did you call me?' Eli's like, "'No, Samuel, I did not call you. Go back to bed.'" A third time, God says his name, Samuel, and again, Samuel thinks it's Eli calling him. So he dashes again into Eli's room, and he says, "'Eli, have you called my name?' And at that point, Eli's like, oh, you know, maybe it's God trying to speak to you. Maybe it's God. So here's what I want you to do, Samuel. I want you to go back to your bed, and if you hear him speak to you again, say this. Tell him you're his servant and that you're listening. So we see the story here in 1 Samuel chapter 3, verse 10, and I'll read it to you. The Lord came and stood there, calling as at other times, Samuel, Samuel. Then Samuel said, speak, for your servant is listening. Now, what's amazing is that God actually spoke to him in that moment, but what he spoke to Samuel wasn't easy for him to hear. Uh, Let me ask you something. How many times in the Bible does God speak to his servants and give them an assignment that is easy to fulfill? How many of you remember Noah? Noah, I want you to build an ark. What's an ark? Well, it's a boat that's about a football field and a half in length, and I also want you to go find a male and female of every single creature on the face of the earth and put them in the, in the ark. Easy, right? Easy assignment to fulfill. How about Jonah? God says, Jonah, go to the most wicked and violent nation on earth and tell them that they need to repent or they're going to die. <laughs> Easy assignment, right? Or how about in the New Testament, we see Mary, a young teenage virgin, and God comes to her and says, Mary, you are going to be pregnant, and you're going to give birth to the Son of God. Wow. Uh, That's that's a lot to handle. If you look at the, the screen, you'll see a sign that says, you know, it's hard to hear God's voice when you've already decided what you want him to say. Prayer is, in essence, a communication, right? Communication that goes both ways. And and you know that any form of communication isn't just one-sided, right? Uh, You know, uh, one of the things that my wife, Virginia, does sometimes is she'll try to talk to me when I'm watching my favorite TV show. And uh, I'm hearing her, but I'm not really listening. Uh, So prayer is not only speaking to God, but it's listening, all right? Um, and so prayer is not just talking, but prayer is pausing to listen to what God has to say. In other words, God is always speaking. The question is, are you ever listening? God is a speaking God. So you may say, okay, I'm in. I'm, I'm ready to pray these dangerous prayers. I want to hear the voice of God. How do you hear from God? That's the question. How do we hear from God? So I want to give you today Three thoughts that will help you hear the voice of God. The first is to be still. To be still. Psalm chapter 46, verse 10 says, Be still and know that I am God. Now, I, I know what you're thinking. Uh, you're thinking, if you think about your life, but God never speaks to me. Well, let me propose this. Maybe God doesn't speak to you because uh, he, you wouldn't listen if he tried he might not even be able to find a spot on your calendar where you'd have time to listen to him have you ever noticed how easy it is to scroll through social media or to binge watch your t- favorite tv show for hours but when you want to take but when it comes time to take an hour to be still uh, to silence all of the noise and distractions around you, to read your Bible or to pray or to hear the voice of God, it's next to impossible. Now, I'm sure you've heard the uh, this test called the Strength Finders test. Um, the the, the Strength Finders test it actually tests your top five strengths. It says that if you can identify your top five strengths and work on those strengths and make them better. Uh, you're going to do a lot better in life, in work, and that type of a thing, rather than focusing mostly on your weaknesses. And so after taking this test, one of my top five strengths was activator. Uh, For an activator, you're not going to want to sit around for long before you... Put into practice what you're learning or hearing. Uh, I'm a doer. I'm ready to get it done. I don't want to be just talking about ideas. I want to be a person of action. And so for those of you out there that are more the doer type like me, this is going to be a little bit harder for you, I think, uh, to to do. uh, To be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am God. This is a dangerous prayer. Speak, Lord. So, as we think about how God speaks to us, you know, one of the questions that we might ask is, you know, does God speak to us in an audible voice? Um, is he going to come to us like Morgan Freeman and speak to us? Well, he might. Uh, Personally, I have never heard God's voice audibly. I I personally haven't, but there are different ways that we can hear the voice of God. So how do we hear from God? Well, the primary way, the most important way, and the most reliable way is that we hear from God through his word, through his word. God speaks through his word. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12 says, For the word of God is alive and powerful. It is sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword. Cutting between soul and spirit, between joint and marrow, it exposes our inmost thoughts and desires. If you tell me, Pastor Dave, I haven't heard from God, or I haven't been hearing from God, well, then I would say you haven't been spending time in the Word of God. Because that is one of the ways, the primary way that God speaks to you. God also speaks through people. God might speak through a message. He might speak through a worship song. He might speak through a close friend. He might speak through a member of your life group. Uh, you know, um, has anyone ever texted you a scripture or an encouraging note that just, um, it was just exactly what you needed in that moment? Uh, a few months ago, Pastor Danya texted me um, an encouraging note of some scripture, and it was one of those days for me. I was feeling really down, kind of discouraged. And it's exactly, that message was exactly what I needed to hear. So people, God can speak through people. God also speaks through circumstances. God will open a door, and you can know that it could only be him when that door opens. You might think that there is no way that you could ever do what you'd like to do, but then the door opens and you're able to do it. That's God. That's God behind that. You might really want to do something, but the door closes, It could be God that's closing that door. And for some of you, you ought to thank God for a closed door. Maybe you had a relationship uh, that God closed the door on, and now 10 years later, you uh, actually um, had contact with that person again, and you've seen what they're like, and you realize, God, I am so glad that you closed that door 10 years ago. I'm glad you shut that door. I know that I'm better off without that person in my life. So God opens doors. He closes doors. He uses circumstances to speak to us as Well, Uh, when I was in Ukraine uh, after college teaching English as a second language, I was also uh, leading some Bible studies for the students, some students that were interested in that. Um, One of the things that happened through that circumstance is God helped me understand the spiritual needs of the people in that country and in other, a lot of other countries outside of my own, the United States. And I began to realize how how many more churches we have in the States, how many more pastors we have in the States, how many many more Bible resources we had in the States. And through that circumstance of teaching English in that country, I was beginning to discern God's call on my life. I was listening to God about where he wanted to take me, and he eventually wanted me to go back overseas to serve him as a missionary. And it was because of that circumstance, it's through that circumstance that God spoke to me about what he was calling me to do. So God also speaks not just through circumstances, he speaks through his spirit. As a follower of Jesus, we have the Holy Spirit inside of us. We have a divine connection with Almighty God. And there are ways that the Holy Spirit moves in our life to prompt us to do things that we might not ordinarily do do. Uh, We might be prompted to give somebody an encouraging word. We might be prompted to express love and care for somebody that's in need. We might be prompted to give somebody a call not knowing really why we're calling them. Uh, We might be prompted to uh, talk to somebody about how we feel like we need to give them something to help them out financially or in a practical way. Not really sure why, but because the Holy Spirit is prompting us. Sometimes God will put a person or a need in front of you, and you'll have a sense that he is calling you to do something about it. God speaks through his Spirit. And I personally have learned that when God brings somebody to mind in prayer, that it's important for me to figure out how I can care for them. Uh, A lot of times when somebody comes to mind in prayer, I'll reach out to them with a text. I'll send them an encouraging note, maybe a scripture, ask how I can be praying for them. And, you know, more often than not, it comes at a time where there's a particular need that somebody has, a prayer request or another need. And I was glad that the Holy Spirit prompted me in that moment. Here's the thing. The more you listen to God's voice— the more you're going to be able to recognize it. Samuel didn't recognize the voice of God at first. He had to learn to recognize the voice of God in order to be a great, the great man of God that he became. So the first thing I want you to do is hear the voice of God by being still. The second thing I want you to do, I want you to consider, is to hear the voice of God by being willing. Being willing to do whatever God is leading you to do. So often, our prayers are like a wish list, aren't they? Uh, If we were God, we would do it exactly like this in this allotted amount of time, right? Uh, We would know exactly what what to do if we were God. Well, instead of just going to God with all of your requests, why don't you go to God with a blank piece of paper? Say to God, speak to me. Your servant is listening. And then as he speaks, apply what he is telling you. Let's go back to 1 Samuel chapter 3, verse 10. I want you to notice what Samuel says other than speak and listening. In, in 3.10, he says, speak for who? Your servant. He's God's servant. And that's a very important thing to notice about this verse. How many of you know that for a servant of the king, if he decides not to do the will of the king, he's not going to be a servant for that king very long? If you aren't willing to listen to everything that God is telling you, eventually you're not going to listen to anything that he wants to say to you. You need to be willing to listen to God's comforting voice as well as his convicting voice. Amen? Now, I don't know what God might be saying to you or what he wants to say to you, but you know maybe you're in a situation where your marriage is tough right now, so you just say to God, how can I better love my spouse? What isn't really loving and honoring them? Maybe there's tension in your family or between a friend. Maybe it's a brother or a sister or a, good, or a good friend. And you just need to say to God, what can I do? Maybe I can apologize. Maybe I can go to them and ask for forgiveness. I'm not sure what is going on or how to solve this. God, speak to me. Maybe you just don't want to go to church, but maybe you want to be the church, and you want to ask God, God, show me what my gifts are so I can be a blessing to others in this church and outside of this church, in my community. Where do you want me, God, to be generous? Uh, Who is it today that needs encouragement from me? Show me, God. Speak to me, God. Your servant is listening. Now, this is very important to understand. And whatever you do, make sure that you have obeyed God with what he said already for you to do. I'm guessing that for some of you, you didn't really like what God said to you before, or maybe last month. So you're waiting for God to speak to you about something else and ready to uh, apply the next thing. Well, listen, if you didn't do what God was speaking to you about last month, He might be waiting to share with you, to speak to you about the next thing for you to do. So we're going to have to decide first, am I willing to do what God says? So how do we hear from God? Well, we hear from him by being still. We hear from him by being willing. And then thirdly, we hear from him by being ready. When God speaks, make sure you're ready to do what he says, uh, what he shows you. I want to go back to our story about Samuel. God uh, says to Samuel, in essence, when he speaks to him, I am trusting you with something important. I know you're young, uh, but I want to show Eli something, and I want you to honor me by going and telling Eli the message that I have for him. I want you to honor me. Eli's dishonoring me. And my judgment is coming. And I want you to go and take this message to Eli. I want you to have the integrity to carry this message to him and tell him that my judgment is coming. When you pray, Lord, speak to me, I'm listening. That's a dangerous prayer. It's a dangerous prayer. You have to remember that God never gave an assignment to anyone that was easy to fulfill. Samuel praised this prayer. And he goes on to be one of the greatest prophets Israel had ever known. He is a voice of God for his entire generation, even anointing the kings of Israel. In 1 Samuel 3, 19 and 20, it says, The Lord was with Samuel as he grew up, and he let none of Samuel's words fall to the ground. And all Israel, from Dan to Beersheba, recognized that Samuel was attested as a prophet of the Lord. In order to be who God is calling you to be, you need to hear his voice. God may speak to you. He may reveal something about you, about your life, that you didn't really want to acknowledge about your life. Here's my sinfulness, Lord. Here's what I'm doing wrong. I'm sorry. God may move you to something that you really don't feel qualified to do. Maybe God is leading you to lead a life group, but you've never prayed out loud before and you're scared to death. God may say for you to go back to school or change a career or move to another state. Uh, He might be asking you, he might be speaking to you to reach out to your boss that you're scared to death of and invite him to church or to go public with your faith or to be bold somewhere or to forgive someone who wronged you even though they're not asking for forgiveness and they certainly don't deserve to be forgiven. It's a dangerous prayer to pray, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. Don't ask him to speak if you don't want to listen to what he has to say. Last week, Pastor Jeremy, as we talked about in the beginning, invited you to join him to pray a dangerous prayer, God, search me. This week, I would love it if at the start of every day, you would just take some time to pray this dangerous prayer. Lord, speak, your servant is listening. And as we pray this prayer this week and over the next 21 days, imagine what could happen in your life. Imagine what could happen in the lives of the people around you, in your home, in your workplace, in your neighborhood. It's dangerous prayers that transform our lives. It's dangerous prayers that draw us closer to the one who has saved us. Don't settle for safe prayers. Pray dangerous prayers. And God will make you an even greater version of who you are today to help you become more like his son, Jesus Christ. Let's pray together. Lord, it's not easy to think about praying dangerous prayers. In our flesh, we resist to, to move out of our comfort zone, but we know that as we do, as we pray these dangerous prayers, that we have the potential through these dangerous prayers, and you're working in our life to transform our lives, to make it something different, something more like what you intended to be and Lord, I look forward to hearing the stories of how you are transforming the lives of us here at redemption, through the dangerous prayers that we are praying i'm looking forward to hearing the stories after during and after these 21 days of how you're transforming lives Lord. <clears throat> Following you is not about being safe. It's about following you and doing what it takes to live a life that you have called us to, knowing that you're always going to be there no matter what happens. Lord, we want to live for you in greater ways. Help us to pray these dangerous prayers like you you want us to pray. Speak to us, Lord. Your servants are listening. In Jesus' name. Thanks for tuning into our podcast. If you'd like to connect with us or learn more about our church, please visit us online at redemptioncommunitychurch.org. We hope you can listen or join us next week.